Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me again. I am going to start us off with a list of things that I could be talking about. I could be talking about the gun legislation. Uh, I'm giving you a clinical perspective on that. I could be talking about Dobbs and Jackson, uh, which I have already done, but I could keep doing it. Like There's plenty of content there. I could be talking about uh, a teacher who prayed at the end of a football game and the Supreme Court just ruled on it saying that that was uh, legal and his First Amendment right. I could be talking about uh, the Christian persecution that's going on on social media right now. Um, I could be talking about fear-mongering. There's plenty of people out there talking about the summer of rage. There's a lot of things I could be talking about. But today, for this particular time, I am going to talk about Ole Miss. For those of you who don't know, just in the last few days, uh, Ole Miss uh, has, has won the College Baseball World Series. Now, I told you I would take cultural topics, and baseball is part of the culture. Uh, you know, I, Many of you would argue that it's, it's not that big of a game anymore, but it's still a part of our culture. And I'm going to give you a clinical perspective on it. So you're probably sitting there going, well, Ole Miss. Well, first of all, let me give you the update. Ole Miss went through Arizona, Miami, Played Arizona again, then went on to Southern Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, and finally ended up winning the College World Series against Oklahoma. That means they went against one, two, three, four, five ranked in the top ten teams. Five teams that were were ranked, uh, and they came out on top. So the best team in the country for college baseball this year is Ole Miss. Nice job, Ole Miss. All right. I am not from uh, Mississippi, but I am super happy to talk about sports pretty much at any time. For those of you who don't know me, that should be uh, something you just tuck away because every once in a while I'm going to try to probably do some, some sports stuff as well. To go from not ranked to winning at all, I want to talk about a little bit about the psychology behind that. That's what I'm going to do. Obviously, we know uh, that the teamwork in a, in a team sport like this matters. So the group, the group mentality, uh, we, we know that mindset matters, right? In baseball, there's these, uh, for those of you who aren't super familiar with the game, you have these these little miniature duels that go on with the pitchers and the hitters. And then you have these other duels that go on pretty much constantly, right? A, a guy gets on base, and the next thing you know, the the base, uh, the, the player that's at that base, so like a first baseman, second base, shortstop, uh, third base, you know, they're chatting it up. They're, they're saying things. They're just doing anything to throw them off their game. Uh, sometimes they're actually having a little bit of fun. Let's be real. A bunch of kids out there. But... 
sometimes they're really just kind of getting in their head, trying to mess with them. There's these psychological moments that just happen all the time. Uh, catchers and coaches love playing the psychological game, right? They, they like, well, let's go inside, 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 and then let's go outside or, you know, stuff like that. So that they're always playing these games with each other, trying to get just enough of an edge that they come out on top at the end of the day. And then something that I really want to focus on is emotional regulation. So what does it take to, to go through something like going from not ranked to the top in the country for colleges right now? There's, there's an emotional regulation component uh, that, that I think often gets overlooked, both at the individual level and the group level, Right. So I'm going to hit on those three things. Hopefully at the end, you walk away thinking, huh, maybe I learned something new. Maybe you're just like excited that I'm talking about baseball, but whichever it is, uh, I hope you have, a, have a, a good time and you learn something here. All right. So let's go back to the group matters. We know that in team sports, anytime there's team sports, you've got this whole, this camaraderie sort of building that has to take place. Not every player is going to like every other player. Like that is that is just uh, as a as a former athlete uh, and a former uh, marine. Like one of the things that we we look for is how to get along when we don't like each other, because we have to work to the same mission. So what good coaches are typically doing out there to bring teams together is they're drawing up a mission that everyone can buy into, regardless of what they think of one another, so that at least they're all working in the same general direction, right? And maybe it starts off, let's win the whole thing, but then they have to set these little miniature goals, right? One of the things that is, uh, uh, it was common for me when I played baseball was, uh, let's win the inning, Let's win the inning. Well, there's nine innings in a game. So if we win every inning, we're, you know, win or tie, win or tie, win or tie. That's what we want. Because if we win or tie every inning, then at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're definitely going to be victorious. And so you get these little uh, miniature goals. And then the individuals have goals within that. So you, you see how it breaks down uh, little by little. But at the end of the day, they have to all buy into what is the mission of the team. Now, the team wants to win as many games as they can. But when you get into a, a, a situation like the College World Series, it's you know sometimes one elimination away from being out. Like you, you, get, you get one game and you're eliminated. You're done. Pack your bags. It's time to go home. And so you notice that there's some teams that get into those situations and they play together better. And some teams get into those situations and they get tense and they, they don't play as well together. Usually, I think you can see it, for, from my vantage point at least, I, I can tend to see it better on the defensive side, right? Pitcher gives up a hit, what does the team do? Are they still chatting with each other? Are they still pumping each other up? Because on that side, it translates into the hitting side more rapidly from my vantage point. Again, I understand I'm just one guy. I played a lot of baseball. Um, but that's, that's something that definitely occurs because it does switch from the field to the, to the plate. The same can be true the other way around where the bats can get a little warm and then the fielding, you know, can, can warm up. But generally speaking, um, I think it, it tends the other direction more often than not. Okay. 
Let's move on to uh, the whole idea of what it means to belong. See, all of these colleges, and they all do this, they have tradition and, and history, and they tap into that. Well, it, with Ole Miss, they've never won the College World Series. So they're tapping into a creation of history, right? To be on that front line, taking the, the school to a place that they've never been. Uh, there is an excitement and enthusiasm that comes with, you know, our school has never been in this spot. They've never been there. And what they, you know, obviously what they were able to do was use that to motivate them to get it done. And that's a big deal. Uh, that became probably some some version of inspiration as they went is is let's let's do what we've never done. Let's let's make this something special for us. We will be we will be the leaders for our campus. Get this done, and they will they will in the history books we will be the first. No matter how many times Ole Miss goes on to win the College World Series, this is their first. So that kind of inspiration is is good, and uh, you know when you look at like positive psychology of it, uh, that kind of stuff does bring people together because it's got a common goal. We're trying to accomplish something that no one has ever accomplished. Uh, you look at businesses, you see that too, right? If you've got a, a brand new business that's a tech business, let's say, and they're trying to do something that nobody has ever done, sometimes that buy-in and that motivation pushes people to work extra hard in the practice time or in the office. And that translates to a better performance, uh, more focused performance on the field when it matters the most. The mindset. I want to talk about two different types of mindset for, for athletes. Uh, you know, if, uh, in baseball, you could say it's the, uh, the defensive mindset or the offensive mindset. Um, what I'm going to do is focus on one particular area of comparison. And that is practice time mindset and game time mindset. These teams uh, like Ole Miss, you know, when we get into when we get into a practice, it's it's really easy to screw around and have a good time. And I think a certain amount of that is necessary. When I when you look at relational uh, experiences with people, we're going to need a certain amount of. Uh, of just like screwing around, being being friends. Uh, they're not all going to get along, but you know they all have somebody they get along with, and uh, it, they will in practices. Oftentimes, athletes will, will do a little bit of messing around with each other. Maybe there's, uh, you know, I've been on teams where you know, we would uh, prank each other a little bit, or um, you know, there's just all kinds of stuff that goes on, uh, but. Practice is where we work on fundamentals. We think harder. We take repetitions, um, whether that's hitting, fielding, whatever. We, we put in our reps in practice. And the whole point there is we don't need to look perfect in practice. We don't even, we want to strive toward perfection in practice. But if we're screwing something up because we're trying to get better, uh, that's the place and the time to do it. So the mentality and practice is really to do the things that we want to see if they work better, right? So you know, maybe if you're uh, fielding the ball and you're not super good at backhanding it, 
you might spend some extra time in practice working on some backhands because you need that time to practice something you're not as good at, right? So we pay attention to that. But I think a good coach and a good team is also going to do some of those things in a, in a practice that allow them to, f- to play loose and, and to use their strengths because we want to build confidence, not just skill set. Confidence goes a long way, and that'll come to um, you know the game time mindset. Uh, the best advice I ever heard in game time mindset was, look, you worked your tail off at practice. Now it's time to just play the game you love. Just show off for the fans. Let them see what you've learned. Let them see how you've grown. It's not the time to think. It's the time to play the game that you love. And so the game time mindset is obviously we got to be checked in, right? And, and Ole Miss clearly was, right? They, they clearly were checked in. They, were, they had their backs against the wall several times. And they, they kept checked in to the game. They all knew what was going on, but they also kept themselves loose. It's like, you know what? Let's just leave it on the field. Let's just have a good time, leave it on the field. We'll play our hearts out and see what happens. And that loose mindset goes a long way to playing the game the way the game should be played, right? We, you know, the coaches will keep you in track on track when it comes to, uh, you know, do you steal? Do you not steal? Do you bunt? Do you not bunt? Like they'll keep you on track with that. You don't have to overthink as an athlete. That's part of the beauty of, of uh, athletics is, you know, you've got people there that are helping you through some of those parts of the game so that when you're there in that moment, all you have to do is perform. And so a lot of times we'll see athletes that get into the game and they get tense because they're like, oh my gosh, all those things I did in practice. And they start thinking and then overthinking. And that's, that's problematic. Um, but game time is the time to show off a little bit. Let people know uh, all the things that you've been practicing and you've been learning. Now, the last part I'm going to talk about when it comes to the, 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 the clinical perspective on it. Obviously, this is a really general stance on all of this uh, because we could get into sports psychology big time. Uh, I, I love the, the study and I love, I love the games. So... Emotional regulation. I want to wrap with emotional regulation. You know, I don't know what it's like for you in your workplace, uh, but for me, there's not a whole lot of people watching what I do. I mean, there's oversight, of course, but but there's there's not a crowd of people saying, oh my gosh, did you see he twiddled that pin? It was perfect. It was so perfect. Oh man, I bet that client is super relaxed now because he's twiddling that pin like it's cool. No, they just don't do that. I mean, they, uh, I don't have a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand people watching me. And there's a certain amount of emotional regulation we have to have when there's a lot of people watching. We know, uh, for instance, that if we, uh, you know, if our, if we've got a, uh, our underwear are creeping, uh, and we pick it, that people are going to see that. <laughs> If, you know, if we got an itch in our nose or if a bug flies in our nose and we go and stick our finger in there, people are going to see that. We can't hide it. So what is emotional regulation? 
Emotional regulation at the basic level is we all have a certain threshold for the different emotions, right? There's, there's things like fear, anxiety. There's things like joy and excitement. Uh, you know, and, and there's, there's really what we would consider to be two sides of the spectrum. There's those things that, um, that enhance performance and there's things that detract from, from performance. What we don't pay attention to very often is how similar those things are. In truth, if we have some anxiety, we have improved performance because we put the work in, right? We put the work in. We've got to have a little bit of anxiety or we don't have enough care. If we have too much anxiety, our performance begins to drop. If we have uh, any, any of the emotions can work like that. Honestly, excitement is almost exactly the same as anxiety when it comes to bodily function. Um, when you're up there and you're super excited, you know, you can get jittery and you can, you can uh, lunge at a ball. You know, you can be too quick. And the same is true with anxiety. We're, we're trying not to be too slow and so we're too quick. And, uh, and so the, the emotional regulation aspect, as, as anxiety goes up, at a certain point, performance begins to drop. So when we care so much about the game, we have to have something that helps mellow us out. And if you remember where I started with this, that comes back to the group. I tell you what, it's, it's going to probably sound ridiculous if you're, if you're an athlete, you probably get this. But there's something to be said for that moment where you're, you're about to go onto, into the on-deck circle. And you saw this with Ole Miss from time to time where they would, they would talk to each other or, or do something as somebody was leaving the dugout. When you're about to go to the on-deck circle and we're, we're coming up on a potentially tight spot in a game, you know, that would be a later innings, maybe uh, down a run or, or, or up only one or two runs. And we want our friend to play loose. But you can tell they're tight. You can feel it maybe. And so, you know, as they walk by you, you know, you, you see this in baseball, you slap them on the rear. And it, it jars them and they turn around and they look and you just start laughing. And all of a sudden, their anxiety energy, where they were overwhelmed a little bit, thinking, oh my gosh, like this is, this is kind of getting, oh, this is getting intense. All of a sudden, it drops a couple of notches. And they're like, you know, they might say something to you. And then, you know, and then, you, and then they walk out on the on-deck circle. They take a couple of deep breaths and they're just relaxed and they're ready to go. Now, if you take away that camaraderie piece, that team piece, then the emotional regulation might not have happened. Well, truth be told, we can also emotionally regulate ourselves. And we do that oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes through habit. So as we're getting ready to leave the dugout, we might take a deep breath and just go, you know, I'm pretty dang lucky to be here in front of all these people playing a game that I just love to play. This is, this is cool. 
And then you walk out to the on-deck circle. Maybe you put a donut on. Maybe you grab two bats. Maybe you don't. You know, you got your habits, right? Whatever your habits are, you take them there. The same is true on the mound. Pitchers do it all the time. You watch them walk around the mound. They take a couple of deep breaths. They look around. They might actually look out at a sign or out into the, the crowd. Um, and then they take a couple of deep breaths. They get back on the mound. <sighs> And then it's go time, right? It's, it's you against them. That, that emotional regulation, both the help from others to emotionally regulate and the internal uh, habits of emotionally regulating can translate into increased performance. So as you go about your day, and you start to think, oh, hold on, time out. Let me go back. Let me go back about a half an inning. Um, what, what I, there is something else I wanted to say. The same is true for emotional regulation when we have, uh, when we're sitting in an office, all right, when we're doing this, this office type work. If we don't notice when we are getting depleted, and go for a quick, you know, two minute, three minute walk, or go grab a healthy snack. Uh, if you're healthy, and something to break up the monotony. If we don't do that, then we end up lulling ourselves into inefficiencies that way too. So this is not just a sports thing, but it applies in both worlds. Whether you're a sports or you're you're at a place of business, you can get lulled. Anybody spent uh, you know a few hours in front of a computer, you know that lull that okay now like uh now I just want to go to sleep, and the inefficiencies creep in right? We lose motivation, stuff like that. So thank you for going backwards with me, but now we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Um, again, real quick recap, the group, obviously working together in that teamwork concept is a big deal. Uh, the mindset, uh, and I specifically only highlighted practice versus game mindsets. Obviously, we could talk about all the different mindsets, but those are the two I highlighted for today. And then emotional regulation, which is both an individual responsibility through habit and through um, you know knowing yourself, paying attention to your own system. But it's also a team responsibility where you can help one another. And congratulations, Ole Miss, on your victory over the weekend. You are now the College Baseball World Series champs of 2022. Have a great one.